0: Turning me on
1: should probably ignore that
0: alright so that says it's recording or, and I'm going to hit record again on Skype
1: yep yeah, it's going
0: <clears throat> go back and check my Skype recorder it says it's still on but sometimes like when the, the Skype recorder comes on it messes with the other recorder so
1: we we've been using Skype, rec- the internal Skype recorder for the vault for like the last year and it's worked pretty well. So,
0: OK. <coughs> All right. So this is recording. Good. All right. Both of them. So I got a dual redundancy. Yeah, we had to go do a whole nother show over oh God. me and Paul.
1: That's, got the yeah. That's the
0: worst. Yeah. Pits, man. Actually, we still haven't done it. Oh. Which is probably good, because then I'll, we'll have forgotten a lot of the stuff we said, so it uh, might be semi-fresh. Semi-fresh. It was like an Avengers spotlight. So, Oh, yeah, so I didn't tell you what the... Or did I tell you what the big thing was in episode 500 It happened? What happened? Oh, I had a rat in my house.
1: A rat in the house? Don't you have a cat?
0: No, well, it was it was locked up the... the I had fixed the soffits on the back of my roof. Mm-hmm. And I think I trapped a critter in there, and he found yeah, yeah. his way into the bathroom. Like, they walked in, and he was just in there. So they come in right at the end of the... Like, I was given my review of my book, you know, and then all of a sudden, there's like quiet for a second, and then... Because I had muted the mic, because there was all this commotion and noise. Yep. And then they come in, and I just turned it back on, and it was like... I'm like, what do you mean there's a rat? <laughs> there's a rat, and it's in the... <laughs> so the You're so, a rat? so fella. I give my I give my rendition you know like a quick quick review and then the guys like were on for another 15 minutes yep. and then they ended the show but that's like the post like with the rat with the with, with the suitcase <laughs> that like everybody was like what does this mean does this mean you guys are leaving the show is somebody well, what's going on so I had like people giving me messages <laughs> and I'm like no everything's fine you'll find out in episode 500 <laughs> nice and then, like in a later one, I explain on the show what happened, but because it, it was like a, it, it, it was like Inspector Clouseau with me with the mouse, because I decided I was going to try to suck him up in a big giant uh, shop vac. Oh
1: God!
0: And I'm and I I go in there and I'm like trying to have the like the vacuum outside with the hose in the door, and I'm sucking up the like the little bath mat. I'm sucking up the the, the shower Why don't curtain. Why you just
1: take a little piece of cheese and poison it?
0: That takes too long. I
1: or just send the cat in there.
0: Well, finally, the mouse jumped, mouse slash rat jumped into the um, toilet, into the tub, tub. and he hid under so a loofah. Hard. And I was able to plop a a, a a pretzel barrel, you know, the plastic barrels. Yeah. I was able to pop that over him and slide the lid under and snap it closed, and I trapped him. So then we were able, we like. Of course, you know, the kids are like, Oh, we can't kill it. Uh kids, my twenty year olds. Uh
1: oh, you can you can kill it.
0: You know, so they 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 named it Lufa. And we had <laughs> we we had to drive up to like the shopping center, like I'm like, I'm taking this thing away. It's not gonna make his way back here. So we went to a shopping center about uh about a mile or two away, and dropped him off in the bushes. Of course, that night that night was a hard freeze, so he probably died anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, he was out of my house. There you go. So, fucking
1: rats. Good. <laughs> Good.
0: Good. Let your hate flow. Kill it. <laughs> Kill him. So, all right, let's uh, <coughs> crack my neck. La 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 la. La. La, la 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 la
1: la back to the bin
0: Hello, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I am one of our ever-revolving hosts, and with me is, and I am Dr. Bill, and with me is one of our ever-revolving guest hosts, the it's, hair
1: metal hero. Christina. It's me, America's favorite guest host. Yay! Yay. It's like when Alfred would, would host The Tonight Show. Yay!
0: <laughs> <I killed>. And... <laughs> And returning tonight uh, is a something we hadn't done for almost two and a half years almost three is the last time we had a amethyst princess of the gem world and Yay! sleepwalker dual feature I know many of you just left
1: yeah <laughs> too bad well what it is
0: <laughs> you should have been here for the previous two and a half hours of discussions that we had because we hadn't talked in quite a long time
1: those those can't air
0: no no and they won't
1: plausible deniability yes
0: <laughs> so we don't need to get caught up in what we've been doing because we've already done that Oh yeah. Uh, so i guess we can uh i mean just eh, comic news it's uh early uh we're in early february uh, to put a timestamp on this early february of 2022 so i don't think there's not much going on in comics uh movies or shows right at the moment right
1: Eh, not that I care about.
0: Yeah. So, with that out of the way, uh, we will jump into our books. Uh, You have the Marvel, I have the DC. As our usual uh, way of doing things, the Marvel goes first. I give the floor to you, my friend.
1: All right. Well, if I'm on the show, you know what it's probably going to be, right? We're going to jump right back into a little Sleepwalker corner. All right. So, Sleepwalker number 11. This was cover dated April of 1992, on sale in February of 92. The cover price was one dollar and a $1.25, back when a five-spot could get you four books. The writer, as always, is Bob Budiansky. The penciler was Brett Blevins, inker Jimmy Palmiotti and Michael Baer. And uh, the title of this chapter is Ghost of a Chance. And as we know, at the end of issue 10, there was a little tease for the avenging spirit of hell, the Ghost Rider. So the cover, uh, we have the big bad buff version of Sleepwalker getting garroted by the Ghost Rider's chain with the Ghost Rider, the Daniel Ketch version, uh, in the... Back part of the issue, uh, the cover, uh, wheels of fire burning bright right across the sky. Um, all you metalheads will get that. Uh, ch- choking out our favorite somnambulist here, and uh, the corner box has a uh, very uh, Stallone facial expression <coughs> sleepwalker with fire behind him. It's a derp face. Hey, hey, yo. Hey, yo. A ghost, it's right? never over. Never is <laughs> over. And the bottom right corner box makes me feel real old, because this was the 30th anniversary of Spider-Man. And now we're on the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man. I'm feeling real old here, guys. Real old. (laughs) All right. So when last we left Sleepwalker, he was imprisoned by uh, Tolliver Smith from the Office of Insufficient Evidence. And we opened to see our favorite green hero, with the mask that was clamped onto his face and uh smith saying this is gonna be a great victory for all of the american people and uh the long and short of uh mr Tolliver smith's plan here is is that he is going to supercharge sleepwalker with a whole bunch of energy that the goggles that they have put on him will uh hold in check so that when Sleepwalker returns to uh, whatever human he's inhabiting, because Tolliver Smith and the OIE don't know who it is, he will instantly let out all of that optic energy in the subconscious of, uh, we know, Rick Sheridan, and uh, kill him and rid the world of uh, Sleepwalker and any of his kind ever being an issue. And uh, while the uh, unloading process of optic energy is going on, a young man rides by on a motorcycle and sees that there's a whole bunch of people in distress, and lo and behold, Daniel Ketch, the ghost the second Ghost Rider, I guess technically the third Ghost Rider, if we count the western hero, hmm. transforms into Zarathos, the spirit of vengeance. And uh, we get a great page of that awesome 90s bike and uh, the awesome 90s Daniel Ketch version of Ghost Rider blazing down the street with his chain and his wheels of fire. He starts wrecking house, and he sees that Sleepwalker is also in distress. Even though he's not a human, he does look to be innocent and in distress. So he frees the Sleepwalker. He wrecks up the OIE guys. Uh, And, you know... That's just some good stuff right there, yeah, and we get the you know, classic Ghost Rider grabbing the bag guy, and you know, I'm going to give you the pen and stare, and all of your sins will be visited upon you, so that you will know the truth about yourself. I uh, always like that part of uh, this version of Sleepwalker, uh, and unfortunately, um, Tolliver Smith is the only one who can take these goggles off of Sleepwalker. Um, and the ticking yeah. clock in the background is a drip of water that's dripping on Rick Sheridan's head so you know that's the, the bomb under the table for this, this issue so eventually Rick's going to wake up you know um, so uh, in classic Marvel style the two heroes has fight because they have no. to, right <laughs> because they just won't talk to each other Sleepwalker's trying to but Ghost Rider is Ghost Rider so, <laughs> they have their old dust-up. Um, and uh, there's some some good fun pages here. And, and Sleepwalker's trying to ch- shoot his warp beam out, and the goggles are still on. He can't do anything. And uh, they punch each other up. Sleepwalker decides to take Ghost Rider for a little zip-up into the sky. And dr- then drops him down. <laughs> and he has no choice but to just keep fighting him. And... <laughs> More ticking clock of the dripping water. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love this <laughs> issue. It's, uh... So, again, in classic Marvel fashion, the two heroes do eventually come to a detente when Sleepwalker is saying to himself, Oh God, I'm fading. You need to kill me, Ghost Rider, so that I don't destroy an innocent. And, of course, Ghost Rider's code will not allow him to let an innocent come to harm, so he lets Sleepwalker speak. And uh then Sleepwalker gets to ride bitch back to where the OIE is. <laughs> on Ghost Rider's bike. <laughs> and uh Ghost Rider gets Tolliver Smith to take the uh the goggles off of the Sleepwalker, who, much like me at uh, you know, this advanced age of my life, screams to the heavens, I can contain it no longer!
0: Is that when you get up in the middle of the night?
1: Um, get up for something. I won't say what. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we got a little Kirby crackle going on with the optic blast going out, and we got a bakoom, and a lot of big purple energy blasts going out. And uh, thankfully, the optic energy is discharged. Rick Sheridan is okay, and Sleepwalker starts to fade away with Tolliver Smith vowing it will not be the last time that they meet. And the tease for issue 12, the most eagerly awaited grudge match yet, Sleepwalker battles Nightmare, and to the winner goes Rick's Mind. Oh, man. This is a 90s book, is it not, Bill? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to start to sound like a broken record when I do these issues because... Uh, the writing is very consistent, because it's Bob Budiansky every time. Um, and much like previous issues of this book, the art is inconsistent. When there's an action scene or something super weird going on, Brett Blevins kind of puts his all into the panels. Um, I don't think he's ever heard of doing a background <laughs> in, in any <laughs> of issues, unless it's in the mindscape. But um, yeah, we have super buff Sleepwalker. We have the very awesome '90s design for, for Ghost Rider in here. Um, facial I mean, expressions <laughs> overall in this one are pretty good for the you know for Tolliver Smith Ghost Rider and, and Sleepwalker. Um, but it's again that wildly inconsistent art, man.
0: <laughs> he likes to give people sometimes a lot of muscles
1: lot of muscles yeah like muscles work, that
0: i don't like, even think exist
1: yeah well when <laughs> kelly kranz takes over the the art duties sleepwalker gets even bigger so <laughs> <laughs> but the we're, we're several issues away from that but um yeah i mean but this, initially
0: he wasn't this buff
1: no he was very spindly yeah very otherworldly um yeah and i and i prefer that design i, I have to uh, you know i've mentioned that to paul um mm-hmm and it looks like the action figure that's finally coming out for him he's he's got muscles but he's not the super buff sleepwalker so I'm, I'm pretty thankful about that but um yeah this is uh man this is some this is this is a good 90s book this is the this is the the book where <laughs> the last issue in this issue you're like yeah you know what i think i'm gonna keep reading this book because uh you know, the last one ended on a cliffhanger. This one doesn't end on a cliffhanger, but it's, it, you know, it has the tease for Nightmare uh, next issue. So, um, so I, Bill, um, I know after I started covering this and, and talking up and, and, and kind of filleting this character for the last several years, I know that you managed to, to grab all these back issues because you were interested in it. So mm-hmm. um, when I mentioned what issue we were on, did you have to catch up or, or, or was this a reread for you?
0: I, I had to catch up okay. and and like go back a couple because I was like, what's the last time? like <laughs> yeah. it 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 had been a while. Um, the um did they ever finish the film? I mean, I think I've seen it.
1: Oh, I'm in it. Is it a full film? It's a so they're trying to do a fan series. What Bill is referring to is there's a couple of gentlemen down in Florida who are doing a um Bob Budiansky approved um sleepwalker fan film um the first oh, episode and yeah and the, just
0: to refresh him i found that out of a flyer on the on the floor of the comic con yes, in tampa you did.
1: and you <laughs> and you mailed it to me
0: <laughs> and i was like hey you may want to look into this all right continue sorry
1: um so, yeah so the i i did interview the uh, the gentleman for uh uh, uh josh knox and um joe Bariso um I interviewed them a couple of years ago and this was, I mean, still in the early stages of them trying to get the funding going and, and starting stuff up and just trying to do con appearances. Uh, they did manage to finish the first episode and, um, they did a very good job with it. Um, and, uh, they did ask if I wanted to have a visual cameo in the, in the film. And they did, they did throw me in as one of Rick Sheridan's Facebook friends. So, um, was, Oh, okay. That's that was right. That was kind of a thrill. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, Thank you for sending that thing my way. That's been very interesting. And Bob Budiansky does show up in the the fan film. Um, Well, hey, man,
0: I won't just pick things off the floor of the bathroom for anybody.
1: That's right. Do it for me, baby. Who loves you, baby? Uh, Yeah. All right, so you had to get caught up. Um, So... when the with the last issue when i was covering it with paul um this one the the previous issue really got him going going he was like this was you know this one really pulled me in and i wanted to to see how this was going to turn out um and again it was 90s marvel and it was a new character so you had to spam those here's the guys you had to spam in the 90s wolverine spider-man and the Ghost Rider. <laughs> like, Yep. <laughs> which yeah. i don't blame him for doing you know especially and i'm sure bob budianski was not ashamed to use any of these characters to try to just you know get to get sleepwalker over you know um thankfully as the book goes on there's there's less of that it is much more about the the mindscape story and and the the holy original characters mm-hmm. um but <laughs> uh yeah i mean it so bill what do you think of the oie the office of insufficient evidence which i think is just a great name <laughs> yeah that's
0: a great name for a government a- entity i mean i'm sure we have that nowadays uh <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
1: well i mean you know you know they're a governmental agency i mean they're wearing uh you know uh, they a, have
0: a star on their chest they have a
1: star on their chest and pauldrons i mean yes if you're yes. going to be out in the field would you have pauldrons on I those are some
0: so. pretty meaty pauldrons, too. Oh, they're,
1: they're diesel. I mean, Napoleon would have been like, oh, give me those. But, <laughs> you know. But,
0: but but they need to be a different color than the uniform.
1: Yes, they are. Well, they're a government organization. They're very monochrome. No, oh, that's
0: true. That's true. Think
1: about it. Think about it. I mean, they, they're halfway between SWAT team but why and, like,
0: purple? Um, I almost thought he was fighting the purple man for a second, but I'm like, no, wait. No. I
1: don't know if it's really supposed to be purple, or is it just the <laughs> thing where we have to. Uh, oh, black it could be black
0: is. or dark, dark blue, yeah. but it's coming across as purple. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. that's
1: that's the thing, you know. You got to show highlights somewhere, but it's it's very uh, it's very eggplanty. Yes,
0: Tolliver Smith. See, I, er, every time I saw his name, it made me think of the whole thing with cable, with Tolliver's will or whatever with. um... Uh, uh, Strife and Sabertooth. You know that that kind of... Yeah. Do you know what I'm you know, talking about?
1: Yeah, well, it's just so, a good so, name. You know, Tolliver. It's not Oliver. Tolliver. So.
0: It's not even... All, well, uh, it's, it's got an extra L in it, too, so it's not even Oliver.
1: Should it be Should it be Tolliver, then?
0: Tolliver? I think it's pronounced Tolliver.
1: Yeah, it probably is. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah.
0: He's so over the top.
1: It, well, he's totally over the top. The, the whole... The, it, it's a Marvel 90s book, of course, so...
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> duh. So,
1: but, uh...
0: And, and, man, when he fired that that beam into his face... Yeah. Into the goggles.
1: like Yeah, that's... That's... that's I, mean, I mean, how many times has that happened to Scott Summers? Like, we're gonna force-feed you and make you blow up! <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bolt of, lightning a of into a copper conductor? I thought you lived in the school... Sorry. Thick of the X-Men movie
0: now. <laughs> that guy's got a lot of teeth. Uh,
1: didn't everybody in a nineties book have a lot of teeth?
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: and, but what, are, again, what like, is wrong
0: when Dan what? Dan catches helmet? I mean it's like it's sealing his entire head. And it's only in there for two shots, so there's like no way for a visor. There's no, there's no visible seams for that visor to go up unless it slides up inside the helmet. I I don't remember what type of helmet he had in the Ghost Rider proper.
1: You know what? That's called. That's called. uh, I'm going to take the shortcut for this because he's only going to be. His face (laughs) is only going to be in one panel, so I'm just going to do a full helmet for him. And that's well. Then when
0: he transforms, where does his helmet go? Um. The, Pocket
1: dimension, the yeah. nether realm. I don't know. Yeah. Same same place that uh, <laughs> the rest of Star the bike Hawks, goes. Uh, yeah. goes to. I don't know.
0: I know. I'm, I'm silly me looking for logic in a comic book. I'm a I'm I'm a dummy,
1: especially in a '90s Marvel book. <laughs> and, and especially, I, and I'm and I'm saying that lovingly because I mean I was mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old in those early stages of the 90s. So it's like, I, I, I'm not complaining. I, as an adult, I've got nitpicks. But, you know. This I love was, the fact that yeah.
0: Ghost Rider also rides up a tree with his bike
1: he can ride
0: up anything with it. It's, it's I, I, I know, but I don't think I've ever seen him. I don't remember a ride. Usually he's riding up the side of a building. Well, or mean, something. Here but in a park. A, what do you want? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It
1: can go on water. It can go in space. It can and go then in the, a vacuum. It,
0: and, and then on the same page at the, the last panel, you got uh, Mr. Smith. Ghost Riders shredding our defenses like they were made of paper. Attack! Everyone attack! And then the po- he's pointing, and it's like he's posing for... You know, the Mr. Universe.
1: Uh, I mean, that's, you know, I got no problem with that. I had the How to Draw Comics, the Marvel Way book, and it was always about, you know, push the action, push the action, push the yeah. action. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, uh, the Pennant Stare. The Pennant Stare, yes. Love it. Love it. What, what a t- unique thing for a character. It's like I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to make you feel all the pain and suffering that you've inflicted on other people at the same time. Mm. I just, I, I've always, I always thought that was a really good hook for a, a character. I still don't know why Satan would be sending out a spirit of vengeance, but whatever.
0: Uh, well, did Ghost? Well, Ghost Rider never actually. Did he ever send people to hell? Uh, not. The I'm Catch, I'm trying I to think big. of the later versions. Like I don't know, was it was it was that six part series where Ghost Rider was just trying to escape hell? I think that was Johnny Blaze, not. Yeah, Danny
1: that was that was after the Midnight Suns got together.
0: Yeah, I think that was actually in early two thousands. The one i oh my god, I'm, I'm thinking of because I know he kept trying to get out of hell. Uh, and he yeah. kept getting drug, drugged back.
1: Is, is is the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider? Is that also Zarathos? Or is Zarathos only bound to... I
0: Johnny don't Blaise? I can't remember. remember. I had
1: a buddy that was a huge Ghost Rider fan in high school. He uh, he could tell you everything. <sighs> I don't know. I don't even know what version of Ghost Rider we're on now. We got the kid with the car. Car's
0: oh, cool. yeah. Well, yeah, but actually anything... Well... Yeah, I did read him uh, when I was still getting the Avengers. He had joined the Avengers.
1: Okay, wait. Well, time out. What? The Ghost Rider was an Avenger? Yeah. I know everybody's been an Avenger, but... uh, I mean...
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was either... Yeah, that was like about two or three years ago. He was... uh, And then they also came up with this new thing that like any... Because there was some... They did some books that go back to, like, the beginning of the Marvel Universe where they're talking about, like, the Phoenix Force and Odin. Odin was, like, a much younger version of himself. And then they had the Ghost Rider. Like, they were primal forces. Okay. So, they had the the Ghost Rider was a primal force, and he was on a woolly mammoth, but it was a flaming That's woolly mammoth. That's awesome. <laughs> we should, actually, let me look. Let me see if I could find that, an image.
1: No, let's see. That, okay. If... The, that's, that sounds
0: So any, any car, any vehicle, or any ride he had, he could imbue with the Ghost Rider power. That's pretty sweet. Let me try Ghost Rider. Why the hell
1: didn't they put him on a friggin' dinosaur, then?
0: I want to say...
1: Could maybe... Can you imagine the Ghost Rider on a flaming pterodon?
0: Yep, there it is, Ghost Rider, Woolly Mammoth. Just so, just type in Ghost Rider, Woo, 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 Woolly Mammoth, and do an image search.
1: Oh, I'm scared. Ghost Rider. Yep, it Wooly was a uh, uh, mammoth. It,
0: it was on the. Uh, oh yeah, it, it was the Avengers of like 1 million BC.
1: Oh, okay, that is. You see it? That's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> it's got the big giant flaming tusks.
1: They made a. They made the Star Brand one of those forces.
0: Yes. Yes. Starbrand, okay, Black cool. Panther, Phoenix Force, uh, the Eye
1: of Agamotto. It looks like in the yep, Odin yep, Force. Yep. yep. All right, that's actually interesting. I might try to find that and read that. <laughs> that looks pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, I did find that of interest.
1: Yeah that that looks that looks fun. That's a big concept idea that I, I might actually want to read. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's not much to say about this issue in terms of the plot. It is the resolution to the previous issue, and it's just a big punch up. Yeah, uh, and it's, I'm you know, okay with that. Part of the reason the why the heroes I,
0: fight, the heroes get together, if, the conflicts resolve. Yeah,
1: part of the reason why I read these books is for the punch ups. It's it's mm-hmm. o- it's okay to like the action. Not everything needs to be a, a Brian Michael Bendis book where they repeat the same panel sixteen times. And just have three pages mm-hmm. of dialogue. Chris Claremont was able to do dialogue and action. I don't know why people today have such a hard time with it. Um, that's me on my high horse, I guess, though, or my woolly mammoth. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I,
0: you know what i I don't remember. I don't think I'm. Fi- I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly. You know, the Avengers had a base inside a dead celestial, right? Yes. I don't remember if the ghostwriter used his power to animate that. Oh my god. I want to say they did... Well, yeah, How, why would did you
1: not? That sounds I ridiculous. don't remember.
0: I yeah, don't remember. G- give, me,
1: give, me, give me as much crazy Kirby ideas as you can in a book. I'm, I'm A-okay with that. I'd rather have Big and Crazy and have it fall a little short than 18 pages of dialogue where nothing happens. So... Not in an Avengers book, anyway. That that, mm. that that an Avengers book should be mostly action. But,
0: oh yeah, I think they uh, maybe he animated. I don't know. It's hard to find the right the uh, right image.
1: No worries. I'll take a look, a dig for it on my own time. Yeah, that is quite all right. But uh, yeah, I might have to make get some Sculpey and make a little version of those goggles when my when I get my my Sleepwalker action figure. <laughs> So, yeah, but um, I guess we'll I guess we'll get around to rating it. And since I brought it, I'll start with it. Um, the cover, uh, the rendering on the cover is good. Um, the two main characters are looking good. Sleepwalker is super buff, which again, this uh, is
0: still Blevins, right? On on the cover.
1: Uh oh, I don't actually know who did the cover. Let me go to page, uh, issue one and. In- no, not issue one. Page one. Derp.
0: I, I uh, don't see any signature or do. Might Way be. Way down at the bottom left.
1: Uh, doesn't say who
0: did the Right cover? on his belly. Right on his nope, belly? Nope, nope, That is not. That is just some scribble-scrabble.
1: Let me I go, can look at me, Mike's amazing yeah, world. Yeah, let me go to... I was going to say, let's oh. go to Mike's. Mike's amazing world. Yes. Uh, the cover. Uh, oh, it doesn't say.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, it probably, it probably is Brett Levins then. Um, but again, no background, you know, not even attempting a background. They do continue the trend of playing with the trade dress, um, for the logo, which is, is fun. I always like when they do that kind of stuff with, uh, ghost riders, uh, flaming head crashing through the P and the W in sleepwalker. Hmm. um, but you uh, know, the, the, it's not it's not one that I'm going to hang on my wall, as Paul likes to say. Uh, but the characters do look good. Um, but again, it's it's just the two characters, and the the title character gets a quarter of the page, which you know, and it says guest starring Ghost Rider. If you can see Ghost Rider on there, I don't think you need to fill up space with a blurb that says guest starring the Ghost Rider. Um, so, again, it, poor planning, well, you know. No, if, I mean, okay, remember,
0: Stanley often said... Every comic is somebody's first, yes. Right, so if they pick it up, they may not know who that is. So, that's that's my only defense of that, but yeah, like, we know who Ghost Rider is. Well, we, we, know. Get,
1: we get the saga cell, the, the one-line saga cell, when he transforms, yeah. you know, so... I just, a lot, oftentimes the the series covers are boring because they don't, whoever's doing the covers, they just, yeah, the figures usually look great or good enough, but it's an endemic problem with the book where the backgrounds are just not focused on, and and maybe that's a 90s problem, too, you know? Maybe
0: trying to get speed instead of...
1: Yes, and I understand that. But it's it's a it's literally it's a black page, with the characters.
0: Well, on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's
1: we're not even going to try to, you, you know, even do a, some sort of crazy design or anything. Why wouldn't you have made the whole background flames if you're going to go to that much, you know, trouble for the the bike being on fire, right?
0: Or just put it in some freaky sleep verse type.
1: Yep, you could have done any number of things. He could have even right. t- taken the easy way out and took a real photograph and then just made like a negative of it, you know, and put it mm. in the background. So it's it's a lazy cover. Um, that being said, the characters are the characters. You know who they are, right? And like Bill said, even if you don't know who the Ghost Rider is, it's telling you who this character is. And if you've never heard of the Ghost Rider, you're like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What's going on? Might get you to pick up the book. If well,
0: that does fill up some of that black space. That's, right that's
1: got to be why it's there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so, I mean, again, I'm not going to hang it on my wall. It's not my favorite rendition of either of those characters, though I think Ghost Rider does look pretty good. Again, that that version of the Ghost Rider, anybody that was doing it, clearly always had fun doing the bike and doing that character because it's a, a simple design and it looks great. Um, that being said, I can't give it higher than a C plus just because it's... It's slightly above average, just because of the the figure rendering on it. Mm -hmm. The internal art. When it's a character that Brett Levin's cares about drawing, it looks great. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a background, or a background character, or there's something um, pedestrian going on,
0: Literally pedestrian. It's like just people crossing the street or like yelling at. uh,
1: Sitting on the train, whatever. Yeah. I just don't care. And it's like every time we got any bit of Rick in it, it's like not even a quarter panel. It's like an eighth of a panel. It's just like, oh, here he is. The water's dripping on his head. Don't forget. So, that being said, the story is easy to follow um, in terms of the visuals, but wildly inconsistent as as always in this book, uh, sleepwalker looks real good in this book, especially with the freaky goggles on um, the display of powers by both of them looks really good. Um, you know, it, 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 I guess Brett Levins enjoyed drawing that bike cause he does render the bike pretty well. Um, and it's not th- this version of, of the ghost rider bike isn't o- overly designed either. Um, it's a lot of clean lines on this, on this version of the bike. Well, um, it's
0: got the cool windshield yeah. that transforms and kind of looks like a, like a
1: somewhat, somewhat like a skull. skull yeah. yeah. Um, so it's again, it's an iconic version of the character. Um, you know, it's not a chopper where you have to do all these detailed mm-hmm. pipes, and everything. Um, and I'm sure doing the wheels was probably fun because he's oh, let me do this, some jaggedy jags, and the colorist is going to do the rest. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, it, interior art. Uh, it's a sea, it's a sea again you know, and it's unfortunate because I I like the story Um, so, the story Um, as a follow up to the previous issue it sets out it accomplishes what it sets out to do, which is resolve this altercation with the OIE and the uh, ticking clock of of Rick being asleep and what's going to happen to these people where um, Rick lives Um, the town that he's the part of. I think he's in Queens. I can't quite remember. Uh, So it does that. Now, does it rely on some deus ex machina from the Ghost Rider? Yep. Because if Danny Ketch wasn't zipping along on his hog, then poor Rick Sheridan would have been vaporized, um, along Mm -hmm. with the Ghost Rider, most likely. I mean, not with Mm -hmm. the the Sleepwalker. Um, But again, 90s book crossover. That's what it is. It was a, you know, the first issue doesn't really lead you, the the previous issue doesn't really lead you to believe that there's going to be some need for some uh, satanic intervention from the Ghost Rider, because you know, he's not the title character. Um, That being said, they do have a nice dust-up, and there's some, um, there are some stakes in this. You know, Rick is on the threat of death, um, and who knows what the OIE is going to do to the rest of these people. Because in the previous issue, they're torturing the rest of these people to try to figure out where the sleepwalker comes from, you know. So, it's, you know, he's a bad dude, Tom Smith.
0: Well, you um, think they'd be trying to investigate the Ghost Rider, too?
1: You would think, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there, I guess, maybe there's sufficient evidence to know that he's a Ghost Rider. <laughs> who the hell knows? Because, I dude. mean, what, did you, what oh, was it 1990 when the Dan Ketch version was out?
0: So when he, yeah, yeah, that so, sounds about right. I mean, so yeah. it's
1: been about a year of publishing. Who, who the hell knows? Or maybe they just go, yeah, we'll let Doctor Strange deal with him. I, I don't know.
0: So, so the office of insufficient evidence, could you call them OI?
1: OI? OI? OI?
0: Who do you work for? OI! Mean, no, who do you work you're for? an Australian oy.
1: punk band. I don't know. <laughs> um, but. Uh, the story I do like, um, you know, it's not the greatest story in the world, but it does advance the narrative from the previous issue, even with the the guest star. Um, so for me, the story uh, I'll give it a B minus. Um, I really enjoy this issue because of you know, because of partially because of the nineties 90s, sness and uh, partially because I do enjoy a good dust up with the heroes in the classic Marvel style. So mm-hmm. if I take the Non scientific average of uh, those three grades. Uh, I'm going to give it a B minus, which probably wouldn't be the real average. But I enjoy this issue. Um, You know, this is about exactly the the the, a third of the way through the series run, Um, and we're going to start winding down the the guest characters at this point Um, and focusing specifically more on the wholly new characters, villains, Rick, Alyssa, all that stuff. So, um, we're going to start going back into that main narrative of, of just the stuff with those guys after this. So, um, as a wind down to this chapter, this part of the series, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty good. I, I enjoy this one. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, it's a B minus book for me. If you can grab it for a quarter, Pick it up, you'll at least see a good a good dust up between uh, two 90s characters. So there you go. And uh what are you what what say you, Mr. Robinson? Well
0: Well we give things grades, but we're you know, we're subjective, so we're oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> we're not hard. Well, you know, this and this and this equals this, but I feel like it's this. Um I I like the front cover like I know Paul always has an issue with things that have a lot of negative space in them, but for some reason I think it makes it pop out a little more. Um, so I'm I'm kind of a little bit better with this cover I think than you are. Um, I like the angle that the Ghost Rider's at. Yeah. Where yeah. Uh, with the you know he's got the chain chain around Sleepwalker's neck. Um, so I'm actually going to give. I think you gave it a C minus. I think I'm going to give a, it a. I, I gave it a C plus. A C plus. I, I think I'm gonna give it a B minus. All right. Just to be a different. Inside though, I got some. Yeah. Like <laughs> yep. like you said, it's. Man, the coloring is really weird too.
1: Yes. I think that was a problem with all the 90s books though. Yeah.
0: I think it was later in the 90s when they bought. I want to oh, say who was it? They bought a company Colorcraft just to get or... their coloring. Yeah. But it was. But I think they put out the Malibu line, I want to say. Oh yeah. They yeah. bought them to get their coloring yes, process. Yes, they did.
1: Cuz Men in Black was published under Marvel for a while, wasn't it?
0: I yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but but I, I remember there was like a you know like and then the color schemes changed and then they went to better stock paper, blah 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 blah. But um uh yeah, you're right. In certain shots it's it's good. Um like the one where Ghost Rider punches sleepwalker through the tree yeah you know a lot of good stuff here and but then there's other ones that kind of let you down so i i i i gotta give the art a middle of the road c grade for that um it's got moments but it's got bad moments oh yeah there you go um the story (laughs) office of uh, insubstantial evidence uh, that's just crazy um, I like the ticking clock it's our typical hero, hero dust up, then they fight the real the real villain um, I'll give the story a B minus, so you know, overall about a B minus I think I'm about where you're at on, on, on the book alright
1: Nice. And again, I mean, part of the reason why I like the series is there's a lot of this series that harkens back to Marvel Age Lee and Kirby style stories, you know, mm-hmm. this oh, yeah. yeah. you know, that here's the here's the nerdy teenager and here's the, the ticking clock and here's the, the, the punch up and here's the big, crazy sci fi idea, you know, and, and, and I like that stuff. So, yeah, there you go. Yep. All right. Should we turn our attention nice choice. to uh to the to to, to some gemology?
0: <laughs> to uh Amethyst Princess of the Gem World?
1: Princess of the Gem World.
0: Now to remind people, why would Dr. Bill be covering Princess of the Gem World? Well remember I'm also the guy that likes Apollo Smile.
1: Well I mean go on. Blondes? <laughs> you like blondes?
0: Oh What yeah, have you been feeding yeah, this thing,
1: Hauser? Blondes. Blondes. <laughs> I love you, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um I was first just quick backstory. I was introduced to Amethyst Princess of the Gem World. Uh actually my mother was collecting this comic book. Oh boy. Back in the back in the day when she would help me we would go to you used bookstores that carried comics before there was a lot of per se comic shops and this would have been in the um Well, yeah, this would have been in the mid-80s, and uh, she actually collected this all on her own, and it's one of the things that I've kept. Nice. Uh, I've got the, this, I I don't have the first appearance, like the 16-page insert. Yeah. um, But I've got the Maxi series, and I think the follow-up series, most of that. I don't think I have a lot of the stuff from the 2000s, though. Don't have those. Hold on. Holding. What? What? Oh, it's Ben. He's sneaking in here for a Dr. Pepper. Oh,
1: man. Can you can you? Air me oh, up? he's
0: sneaking in here for a water. Oh. Go with the and a Dr. Oh, an A&W root beer. All right, oh, close man. the door. Get out of here. These these interruptions. It's like having rats. Oh, wait. That was another e- different episode.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: these big giant mice coming in for t- Treats. Anyway, off. my my uh, my mother co- collected this. I still have it. It's been a long time since I read it, and uh, this, but it like like you, I've decided this is the one I'm just you know because it's not that many. I, eventually, I'll have the full maxi series covered. It's only twelve issues, so after this, there's only eight left. <laughs> but then maybe I'll spread out into the other series. Oh. So, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce a lot of names like carnelian, sardonyx, although I think I got those those right. Uh, but like gr- ranch, granch, fauna, yeah. you know, we'll, granch. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't have a synopsis. Pause for groaning.
1: I didn't write one either.
0: Okay, all right. So our cover, uh, let me get a quick date. I have that information. This originally, uh, this came out in August of 1983. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty old. Like you. <laughs> ten years before your... What? 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 T- not ten years before.
1: I was t- going to... No. Ten that. years before your book. Oh, ten years before my book. Yeah, seven, roughly. No, se- seven.
0: Oh, okay. Seven or no, eight. No, 83. No. Like... Nine eighty-three. yours was 92
1: wasn't i can't do math yours was 1992
0: yeah All it's, right. yeah math is hard i was told it would not be math <laughs> <laughs> so our cover artist is er- ernie cologne interiors ernie cologne he's also the inker. colorist is tom's Zuico. letters john costanza and a writer is dan Mishkin and gary cone uh, our cover is a rather horrifying. Yeah. So the border is a bunch of. Uh, man, they really love their little. Like, this book has a lot of weird borders. They're
1: hitting the gem theme, Bill.
0: Uh, this is like, like you're walking, like she's walking through some gem portal made all laced with gold with different types of gems all over the place i mean it's massive and then uh amethyst is is running from uh i believe that's dark opal yeah and i can't remember if that's i think that's one of dark opal's sons that granch actually like like this is not something that's in the it's two separate things that are in the book but aren't really in this picture. And then there's like a s- weird looking snake coming out from the ground which has like the same skin like texture that Dark Opal does sometimes because sometimes he's got like blue skin and yeah. then it'll have like lines Shrieks,
1: in it. yeah. Yeah, and then and there's she stole, little... she stole Raven's belt.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 the cover. Uh, moving into the book proper. Um we pick up to where uh, Amy Winston has left our Earth again, and as she does, she turns from a 13-year-old into a 20-year-old. Yeah, Nothing creepy there, as we've said numerous times, so we're not going to dwell on that. But you see, as she steps through the portal, she ages, ages and also turns back into her amethyst outfit. She is back in um, where she was before. And uh, Citrine, Citrine is like Spaced out, Citrina. Sorry, gotta remember. <laughs> everybody's named after
1: the candle.
0: C- C- no, that was our ongoing joke last time. Citrina, uh, she's she's going Gaga because she was fighting with uh, Dark Opal, and Dark Opal kind of uh, was able to kind of snatch part of her snow- soul. And uh, and okay, so this other chick, Fauna. I went back to the last issue. I, I, and but I didn't go to the, and I glanced at the first or the second. It seems like she's on Satrina's side. But she's or her, did I miss something? But her
1: facial expressions are evil the
0: whole time. Yes, I know. You're as evil. soon as Amethyst turns away and says, "Oh, we've got to help her," and she's got her like her hand up and was like, "Yes, yeah. <laughs> follow her, princess. Yeah. Your only hope." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the?" It's like, you know, they're just. Really foretelling something because I just don't remember. I, I don't remember. You know, I think well, I could have gone back and read it. I mean, I glanced through them, but I, I don't see anywhere to where she's been revealed as a villain, and I don't remember forward if she is or not. But man, she sure looks like one here, <laughs> because then when she tells her to go up closer to, uh, Citrina to help her, there's like a there's like a creature inside. Citrina's mouth that grabs grabs amethyst and like two three pa- panels before she's looking over her shoulder like perhaps yes yes it's yeah yeah, yeah she's just, just egging her on she's
1: got the evil she's got the evil brows going and like yeah it's, it's yeah, freaky
0: so this this creature leaps out of Citrina's mouth and grabs her like a cthulhu like thing and, oh, yeah. and again, middle of that page, they're freaking out. Amethyst, it's taking man! fight it, princess, fight back. And there's Fauna going like,
1: yes! Yeah, she's like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> this is like, ah, oh, that's like the reaction she'd have at like a Chippendale show or something.
0: <laughs> and she's like, ah, I can't, I don't know how these tendrils, I'm fading, Calgon. I'm fading away! <laughs> and she, disap- she disappears into Satrina. Now, then we cut back to the real world with uh, a really overly... Animated stepfather? Yeah. I mean, the first couple panels, he's like, she's gone, I don't know what happened, she disappeared, and then in that, in that bottom left panel, yeah, he's he like... Yeah, he
1: looks like he's constipated. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, his hands are all veiny and knotty, it's like, don't understand, she vanished into she did it. I saw it! I mean, this guy should be cutting wrestling promos. I mean, it's like... Randy Macho Man Savage is her dad all of a sudden. That would be dope. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I saw Amy in the portal. <laughs> Step into a portal. Freak out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, she's gone back. So I guess they're starting to believe. Now, remember, they they were uh, her parents. And, you know, Cit- Citrina brought her to them. Blah, blah, blah. To hide them from Opal, Dark Opal back in the Gem World.
1: Now I know where J.K. Rowling got the idea for Harry Potter.
0: Hmm. You think? Maybe. So now we cut back to Gem World and we have uh, Princess Jade? What was it? Uh, yeah, so she is to be, uh, excuse me, Princess Emerald. The, uh, she is to be wed to uh, Dark Opal's son. And uh, you know, no nobody in the town is happy. Everybody's sad, but it's like, yeah, we had to do this keep to keep the peace. Sorry. And then we uh, now cut again, back to where Granch had been trying to Granch. get Granch. 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 Um. Granch. Granch was trying to gain get his. Um, his other brothers and sisters and 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 other uh, because remember Granch is the son of Dark Opal the actually the firstborn or something along those ways and he's trying to get his other siblings slash relatives from the underworld and he to get to it he had to go through a giant crocodile, <laughs> <laughs> but he left a gem at the in the mouth of the crocodile to allow him to gain passage back to the real world Um, and then we're cutting back and forth between that oh and there's you see the open mouth and you see this little tiny lizard guy walking up to the gem ooh pretty (laughs) and then we see where uh, (laughs) um, Princess Emerald is met with Lord Carnelon who's a rather attractive guy and he's you know like you know of course he's the guy that was hitting all over Amethyst too um so they get on horseback right off then we're back to the little creature with the gem and we see as this little creature is holding the gem inside the giant crocodile mouth um it's there's a like an invisible tendril of energy that goes down and then you see the other end gronch is holding the gem <laughs> but then the little guy suddenly tugs on it, and it tightens and he pulls it out of the mouth and he's like "Grunch is like wait wait something feels like it's pulling and the creature shuts its mouth and boop the little energy line is severed and Grunch looks like you know nosferatu in here yeah and he's like i am lost i will never find the route back to the gem world without and then there's Grudge, and now it's all his uh it's his, uh, it's his relatives, and they're not quite exactly what he thought they were going to be. They all look like <laughs> Yeah. So now we cut again. There's a lot of jump cuts in this. Mm. We cut to Dark Opal's um, castle, and he has Amethyst in, uh, bound up in snakes, and he's like, "Oh, you look like your mother. You're hot." Or, "Well, no, whatever," <laughs> you know. And um, <laughs> whoops. Did a little too much of me come out of that? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so she's she's fighting with her powers, which don't really do a whole lot. And then he's creating uh magical constructs to fight back with her. And now all through here everything in I don't know if anybody remembers from last time. Almost everything in these castles has faces, you mm. know, inanimate objects, like especially his brooch on his shoulder. Yeah. Often is looking in different directions, and it you know it looks like his face because when he's doing his magic, he's his face usually gets all striped. It's it's really weird. Yeah, it's just an overall weird thing. So she's fighting against the magics. Uh, Citronella, yeah, I know I said it wrong. She's there h- helping her. Uh, then she's fighting like multiple versions of Opal, and you know you've got all the you've got all the creepy brooches looking at her. Um yeah, well that's because she shattered some of his magic. And then she finds Citrina, frees her, they go through another portal, but as they reach in and again, here's Fauna. So they're back in the Amethyst Castle, and all of a sudden Opal's hand comes out and grabs her hair. And what is Fauna doing, Chris? Uh well, smiling
1: he's uh yeah she looks pretty pretty pleased
0: everybody else is shocked and she's like
1: oh. Oh, yeah. like this is hot this is hot
0: like when when she came through and was free she looked fauna looked upset like yeah. oh man now she's like yeah <laughs> yeah so she gets uh, she starts to get pulled back back through the portal and again fauna looks happy. But it's, you know, fight, fight, fight. Magic, magic, magic. Citrina puts her hand in there. Does a little whim-wham. <laughs> and uh, shuts the portal. And Dark Opal loses his hand.
1: My hand! Give me back my Which hand! Which is
0: weird because it's it's cut off and now it's just like an open thing of energy. It's, glowing. it's, it's a glowing yeah.
1: energy fist.
0: Yeah, so then later he's talking to Sardonyx and Car his son Carnellan, and he's got he's he's like hiding his hand under his his robe <laughs> there's all this light bleeding out and there's this weird inset shot that small one of of to where his hands under his robe the light's coming out the brooch is looking over Car- opal's shoulder sh- shoulder at Carnellin. Like they're like they're conspired. It's it's weird. It's so much weird stuff in this. There's so much to get lost in if you really sit there and look at each um, each panel. There's even something underneath like the previous panel where Carnellin's sitting there. I gotta kinda blow it up because I can't read what it says on the it says something about opal, Carthage, something. Yeah, I can't. I can't make it out either. It's it's really it's, hard to read. So
1: something s. So it's it's probably Latin, but I just can't remember enough Latin right now.
0: Yeah. I don't know. So, and my computer's locked
1: up. Oh no!
0: Well it's because I tried to zoom in and it just went. Bleh, screw you! Stop it. Uh, oh yeah, now it's really okay. Back to a hundred. There we go. Phew. Oh, so now we cut to uh, again more cuts. Yep. These are this is uh Topaz Keep, which <laughs> everybody here's yellow.
1: It's uh yeah.
0: Everybody's wearing yellow, and um uh so. They talk about uh, you know which is this guy? I, I know you think it's, there's so many different characters. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: characters in this book.
0: Yeah, it's keep So, ah, uh, so they know that Amethyst lives, but but the Prince Opal that's here is is pledged to to, to marry Lady Sapphire, but he's got a thing for Amethyst, which we'll probably get to later. <laughs> Which I'm, you know, is gonna come. So, you know, we're 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 introducing more characters. And Amethyst is all happy um, to be back, but she, you know, she's like, "Well, I'm ready to fight, but I got to go back to Earth and explain it to my mom and dad." And then we cut away from that, and we're back to garage, <laughs> elsewhere, fighting against all his ancestors. And this is some dark stuff. Yeah. You know, they're coming at him with knives and. He's trying to grab his gem to, to make his way back out, and he's reaching and reaching, and it's almost like it's a it's a dream to where you're reaching for something, and then you just get pulled away by the masses of darkness, yeah. and that is the end of the issue. I, I know I've probably butchered that, but it's just... Visually, I really enjoy this book.
1: It gives you a lot to look at, that's for sure.
0: Yeah there's a lot to look at in the backgrounds, but there's also, I mean, there's also a lot of characters to keep track of, yeah. and there's a lot of, like, court intrigue with the different, you know, the marriages, and uh, it's its a lot, but I like it. I like it. I can't complain.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 li- I like the bad guys in it. They're uh, definitely very fantasy. Yeah. You know, and D- Dark Oval, the design for him is pretty sweet, so... <laughs> can't complain about
0: that. I don't yeah. Uh, so, jumping out to the cover. Um, I don't really remember what I've given the other covers uh, off the top of my head. But I think this one, I I, I think I'm going to give this an A. Just because of the, of, uh, just because I think it deserves it. Fair enough. Because I really like it. I mean, I like Dark Opal chasing her. Out, out of what appears to be a portal. I mean, it may not even be a portal. I mean, we had a lot of portals in the book, so <laughs> it, it goes with the theme. But the the outside border, you know, the last cover we did, if I had to rake, rake the two of them side by side, I'd have to bump the previous one down to a C. <laughs> Just because, okay, this one has negative space in it too. It has black space. But it's part of... The narrative, yeah. In my opinion, but we have all the intricately drawn stuff around the border. I mean, that took a lot of time. That's that's getting on like uh, not not as close or detailed, but like a George Perez level of detail. And it's
1: and it's it's symmetrical too. So that's yeah.
0: yeah that's nice. yes. So I mean, just because of that, I have to give the cover an A. You know, it's it's just to me, it's it's really good. Um, the interior art, it's uh, I'll, it's stylized, but I still like it. You know, stylizing that a lot of the characters, I'll say, look alike. Like sometimes, like a lot of John Byrne's characters look alike. Yeah. You know, they have the same basic facial structure. Like you could see John Byrne underneath all any time any person he draws. At least I can. You know, I, I can immediately know, oh that's John Byrne you know. I, I could you know you know, same same here with Ernie Cologne. It's like, okay, that's Ernie Cologne. <laughs> all right, got it. But I still enjoy it. Um what is it, page six of the art? He does all these extra things. Okay, so you got those one, two, three, four, you got five panels. But he puts all these creatures and stuff around it. It's, yeah. It's, it's... I mean, he, they could have just made the panels bigger and just not had that. But it's weird, and I enjoy it. it
1: it's definitely I know some different. people
0: may... Yeah, so just because it's such a different book, I, I I almost have to give it a B plus, A minus on the art. And the is just effing whacked out crazy, oh, yeah. so... Again, I'm still giving the story. I mean, it's getting a little repetitive, I think, at this point because we keep going in and out of portals and saving people and pulling back. Yeah. And so, uh, mm, although we are introducing, you know, the Emerald people and the Topaz people and the Sapphire people now. So, we're starting to get some more houses and fi- figure out what the structure is going on. And,. Hopefully we can stop the bouncing back and forth. I just don't remember, so I think I'm going to give this this version. Uh, I'm going to give this a B minus for the story. So I guess it's a B plus overall for me, based on the cover and uh, and everything else. All right. Um, what say you?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm going to probably be pretty different uh, on mine. Uh, that cover is busy. Um, I like all the figures on it. I think those look great. The foreshortening on the on the fist coming out looks good. Uh, the rendering on amethyst is it looks really good um, but my god that that dress around the the board is, is woo. <laughs> It's uh, it's a lot. Um, I would have liked if this art was just bigger on the page because I like the figure mm. rendering
0: um well you realize it's so symmetrical that there's another box on the right yeah where the logo box is on the left yeah there's also a box drawn over there as
1: well i know but it's woo, yeah (laughs) i mean i'm sure it took a lot of time and the colorist probably had a field day with it like you fucking suck But, (laughs) but uh yeah um i because i like the figures on it um I'd probably give it a... Uh, I'll give it a C plus as well. Um, if it was just the figures in the trade dress, um, I'd probably go a grade higher. But that, that border is... Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> yeah! It is out there! Jazz hands? Uh, no, I wasn't even doing that. It's just, it's, that's a lot of bling, man. Woo! Oh. It's just eating up all that space on the cover. You could have made bigger... bigger versions of the characters. Um, ah, nah they're coming out of a portal uh, sure great okay yeah All right, that's fine oh no I'm kidding it's your grade uh, the interior art um, anytime there's a wacky monster or a bad guy or a beautiful woman the art is great um, when it's not it's not great <laughs> but there is at least backgrounds Uh for the most part um there's something going on in almost every panel even the suburban stuff with you know uh, 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 uh constipation fists like it, that's fine <laughs> um at least i can feel the emotion there right it's like he's doing like a total like shatner face Oh, um <laughs> and i do like all the little fiddly bit drawings here i mean because I, I like monsters so you know show, show me monsters that's fine mm-hmm. um but again, some of the art's a little bit muddy and I don't know if that's just the printing process of the 80s probably is. Um, I do like all those shadow relatives on the bottom of page 10 that, that is Cree B. Um, so yeah, again anytime there's this weird monster stuff you know and I like I like the design for dark opal like he looks like he stepped out of somebody's Dungeons and Dragons campaign you know um, and for the most part I mean the figure rendering is pretty good this. I mean, they, Amethyst always looks, you know, if she's in pain, you know she's in pain. If she's happy, you know she's happy. Um, so, I mean, the interior art, um, you yeah, know, I'd probably go with the B minus. It works for me, uh, overall. You know, I can follow what's going on, and then all the little fiddly bits with the faces and the backgrounds is all good stuff. Um, and when they do put the detail in on Dark Opal, man, that's some good stuff. I like that a lot. Story... Um, I hadn't reread the first three issues, so I was really lost. <laughs> so, um, and again, that's because I haven't reread the issues. But um, it is feeling a little samey, like you said. Um, that being said, I do want to see what happens. I mean, there's only eight more issues in this series, so I mean, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I mean, overall, it was a lot of um, three steps forward, two steps back. I feel like, um, but getting introduced to other factions that are going on is important. So I was interested in that, but um, uh, overall, story wise, it's it's C, you know. And again, it's it's only a third of the way through the the narrative. So um, the this the new stuff that's introduced was interesting, but the samey samey of amethyst versus dark opal. Let's start progressing that narrative. So. Um yeah so i mean hey,
0: tell us what's going on with fauna
1: y- yeah that's i mean uh, who knows i am not sure she could just be one of those weird people that has weird facial expressions you know that's life sometimes you meet people like that
0: maybe she has like gemworld asperger's yeah something.
1: you know she could be on the spectrum somewhere and that, that's just how she you know expresses herself but um yeah i mean overall uh i i definitely enjoyed reading this even with the, the you know the issues that i had with it um, you know, so I, I, that was an that was an entertaining book. I I I'd, I'd go with uh, I'd go with a B minus on this one too, overall.
0: And before anybody sends me an email about Aspergers, ah. I have a relative with Aspergers. Relax, I'm not making fun. I'm just making a statement. End of story. Okay. Before those come in, because we all know Paul was compared to. Joseph Mangala on another podcast. Send all
1: hate mail to Paul Spataro. <laughs> yes.
0: To the producer.
1: <laughs> or you can send it to me. I just won't read it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, so,
0: well, I mean, this is our Sleeping Gem Corner or
1: <laughs> Sleep World. Sleep World. too that's where I'm going right <laughs> after we finish recording.
0: Yeah. I haven't even had dinner yet. Oh my
1: god. Alright, well let's end this well, thing so you can get some meatloaf in you or something, you know?
0: Come on. Well I spooned it out. It was uh I I threw it in the uh in the microwave ah, so it would be there for me when I was done. Excellent. So so all the food could get put away.
1: Excellent. So
0: so that that wraps up uh us again. Uh, we hope to see you next time or on the next episode and uh, yeah, hope, uh hopefully it won't Chris,
1: be
0: Chris you get any Yeah, hopefully it won't. You got anything you want to plug? Anything you're on? Uh, I'm
1: still on the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. And uh, I'm working on some stuff with Tom DJ and Chris Honeywell for the Octa Akadekagonagon Theater, which is uh, doing some, uh, you know, radio plays, basically. Um, if you're interested, check it out. ATW. If you Google that or Akadekagonagon, uh, I can't spell it. Um, but, you know, you'll find it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really do anything on Facebook anymore, so you'll just have to listen to podcasts and then find stuff from there. So there you go. All
0: right, cool. Well, with that, we will bid you,
1: I bid you adieu. Good night.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at 2truefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the 2 True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.2truefreaks.com. 2 True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiMonzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the TwoTrueFreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah.